Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. For any first-time listeners, I am your host, CEO Hayes. You have walked into a place where we like to make you think deeper, provoke thought and conversation here at The Awakened Soul. For any first-time listeners, I am your host, CEO Hayes. And you can go ahead and follow the podcast at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod. Search for it. You'll find us. Um, this week's episode... Um. I'm just I'm I'm coming back fresh off of my trip to New York City um where I was able to attend the Afros and Audio Podcast Festival. Um I actually was on one of the panels there. I actually was um featured on the panel where I got to talk my ish and it was just an amazing amazing experience. When I say as soon as I walked into the venue, you can feel it. You can feel the passion. The owner greeted me, recognized me by face. Um and just talked about the importance of of the festival and how excited he was to jumpstart it. I actually got to uh, kick off the festival. I was on the very first panel discussion there where we discussed the importance of diversity in podcasting. I'll make sure I link all you guys to it once uh, the video gets released to the public from that. Um, it was just a great Great, great, great event. We'll be talking about some of the things and some of the knowledge that was shared uh, during that festival in this week's episode. Um, but with all that being said, enough purposing. AJ, take it away. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world. Best podcast, best, best podcast in the world. The Awakened Soul, best podcast. All right, so it's time to get into the mind of Hayes segment for this week. And so the of course, what's on my mind is the the podcast festival that I went to and all the knowledge like I said that was shared there. And so one of the things um that was discussed on a panel um is social nagging versus social tagging. Um and that was hosted by uh Queen and Jay from Team with Queen and Jay and they went through it, w- it was about more. So the whole premise of kind of the the panel was, uh, I think it was phrased under the the market is not oversaturated. And they went into saying how um, phrases like the market is saturated are kind of used to deter people from creating a podcast or feel like if their idea isn't unique enough. And they actually had a whole diagram on podcasts that, that if you looked at them at a high level, that the they all cop- care. They all covered the same topic. I think it was like movie podcast. So um, black guys, uh, black men can't jump in Hollywood was highlighted. I can't remember the other podcast that it was compared against, but just as like a description level, it was just black men discussing film. And so they, they went down to break it down on how the way that they deliver their content, the way that they um, just the, the, the unique, view that they can bring on that content separates them. It really separates the podcast from each other, even though they're all led by black men, black people discussing film and reviewing film. So in that, they also went to talk about promotion and they talked about, again, it was phrased as social nagging and the thing of 
forcing engagement rather than just tagging a bunch of people and having them retweet it. And so I think that that really set with me um, and hit me because it makes sense. When you when you just see somebody retweet something, you may click the link or whatever. But when you actually have engagement, that is discussing topics that were left in the or that were talked about in the podcast. Um, your feelings on things that were happening, whether you disagree or agree with what was said in that podcast, it's engagement. And when people see that level of engagement, when people see what it looks like and appears to be a living conversation, they are more likely to want to jump in that conversation and thus go and want to listen to the podcast. And so it's all about how making your promotion work for you. And I think, and I've said this many times, some of us in the podcasting world, and I'll say us because I'll include me, fall fall into the trap of promoting to the people who already listen. You you do, you want to make them aware, but the whole purpose of promotion should be to grow. It should be to deepen and not just say, hey, retweet for me. And that's good. I don't want to ever take aware from the people who just retweet so people can be made aware. But it's it's engagement is almost more, it's not almost, it's way more important than that. And that's something that stuck with me um, in this discussion panel and just made me think and even how I not even with like my own podcast but like with the podcast that I listen to that whole comment of hey great episode love how you discuss this goes for further than a retweet when you think about it and it's something we'll be talking about at the breaks media um we'll we'll as us I can say us as a company we do focus more on we want to be more engaging than just have the normal retweets or whatever. So um, it, it's just and again, that's why I, I say it's important to get out of the house. And you 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 may not really understand what I mean by that. But us as podcasters, I think that we get so caught up in, you know, maybe working with collabing with people um, that are close to us or collabing over Skype or whatever, whatever remote means that you have. And that is important as well. But you can't stress enough what it's like to actually get out there and touch people. And that's something that my brother BJ actually um, pointed out to me. Like when we first talking, like he said, get out the house, get like going. You will leave a way longer and deeper um, effect on people when they actually get to see you. Like it's all great to hear somebody's voice or even watch a video and and feel like you know them through that. That's the whole point of what we do. But at the same time, when you when they actually can say, "I sat down, I broke bread with Hayes, we talked, we rapped, we ate, we drank, we talked shit, we joked," all in person, and you get to feel that energy in person. There's nothing better than that, and that's coming from someone who's an extreme introvert and who's just really starting to learn the power of getting out the crib and going other places, and so. Um, that, that it, it was just a dope, dope event and Afros and audio for this to be their inaugural event. What I can say, um, is that it was honestly just a beautiful, beautiful event. Um, I, and it wasn't, it wasn't perfect by any means. I, I would, I would never say that. I don't know if any of us can throw on a perfect event, but the heart of it, the soul of it was perfect. The meaning behind it was perfect. You truly got what well, I, I, at least for me, there was no feeling of, we want to capitalize off this and this. We want to use these podcasts to kind of get into like it was really about feeding back into the community and us as as a minority group of podcasters that are in it, it's it, podcasting is such a growing industry and 
they try to force us, not really force us out, but not every company realizes the power of podcasting. And then the ones that do kind of try to keep it to themselves. And so when we come together like this, we are breaking down barriers and we are building relationships that will be long lasting. There are a list of guests now that, that either want me on the show, I want them on our show and not just off the fact off the fact of how big our shows are or aren't, but off the fact that I see what you're about. I got to sit there and, and be around you. We vibe. So it's a deepening relationship. And so it, it really felt like family. Like, that's the thing. I don't, and so many of us in that room didn't know each other beforehand. Like there were podcasts that I had never personally heard of. But we're still all in this black podcasting community. And that's a, like and when I say that that mindset of get out the crib, let's get out the crib on our social media too. like we are so like kind of blocked off in in these different sets of podcasts who know each other. And then we all collab and talk. But like like, for example, the podcasts that were there, most of them didn't know who the hell BJ was. But when I shouted out, changed the subject, guess what? They went in, they went to go listen to it. And it's it's stuff like that. Like we get so caught up in thinking that this community that we built is really it. And it's so many other ones out there that we get caught up in just the ones that we know. And we we don't get to see that. We we don't get to see the other ones that are out there. We don't get to see how we can help our brothers and sisters. We don't get to see how we can learn and grow from them. There's so much space in this podcasting community competition friendly competition is all for it like ah that that that's it but to say that to feel like we got to compete for space or if you shine i can't shine xyz it's bullshit when we we were breaking down these barriers when we do things like that and um next year i'll be there um i'll probably be on the panel again but the uh owner the guy who like all put it together just sitting there talking to him and picking his brain and him hearing me talk about the breaks media and what it meant. Like there is a kinship there and that shit was real. And I'm just really learning it. And like I said, I'm someone who is introverted as hell, but I'm really starting to break down those personal barriers of my own. And so this is, you'll be hearing my, um, my journey through that as well. The host of this event, uh, the minister jazz, when I say that, genuinely you can feel how like she cared how everyone was doing in that room as far as like how they're growing uh what they're taking from the event uh her personal love for the event and just the meaning behind it um and it it, it was just powerful man it, it just really was and that's definitely what's on my mind to start off this show and i think that i we're in talks we'll see what we'll do with afros and audio um if they expand outside of new york um but like i said i'm going to be supporting the event next year i'm hoping that uh the breaks media more actual breaks media hosts are there um because i really feel like everyone on the squad needs to be there and really feel that and get out the fucking crib y'all like let's 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 break this down i'm going to um shenanigans drunken nights uh they're putting on a live show in indianapolis i will be going to that more than likely if i can swing it um just to support just to really support and vibe and meet face to face you guys know i um 
went to Cleveland to rock with DMST and to sit down and have a meeting with him. Me and BJ did. That was amazing. Every time I personally can say I get out and make sure I go and interact with my podcast brethren, it's been an amazing experience. So we're going to continue that and keep that going. Um, one more thing in the minor haze. I know this is probably one of the longer in the minor haze segments is um, another thing that kind of came out of this um, event, this festival is the whole sense of like hashtags and what hashtags mean and how like some of the hashtags have kind of taken the life of their own and we forget the meaning. And again, this is again, another thing about using your engagement. Um, and what that means is engaging with your audience, with the people around you. Um, let, let, let's, let's, let's all make sure what we're doing is meaningful. Let's just not do it to do it. Um, it, it just really renewed my focus. And I just I want to share that with all you guys, whether you hate it. It's some information that, that kind of shocks your system and what you're used to. If that's what it does, more power to it. That's what it's for. Uh, we are going to go ahead and get into a break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, guys, it's your girl back easy. Hi, everybody. It's your girl, Joanne. Hey, guys, it's Trell, and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, beautiful people. Well, I guess ugly people, too. Welcome all. Um, <laughs> so we are going to be discussing this time Lena Waithe's uh, comments on independent black film. And if, you know, larger name actors and actresses um, should you know, kind of be funding or giving back. And it, it, it it's a lot of levels to this, so we're going to kind of break it down. Um, so in, let, let's get into her comments first. So her comments, um, she mentioned how if she was making $20 million a film, um, that you she would be giving back and financing uh, smaller black independent films. And she went on to mention how um, Brad Pitt's Plan B company uh, has done more for black projects uh with 12 years a slave and moon Knight, than uh black actors and actresses and in this quote she kind of mentioned how she wasn't going to name names then she kind of went on to name names she said not denzel not will smith that they weren't financing these movies and so as we are starting to and i think we all talk about it like there's a film on netflix now called beats um, I'm not sure if it was directed by a black person or not, but we're starting to see the rise back up in prominence of films about black people and at a mainstream level that it hasn't been at for quite a while. Um, I think when you see the new crap, new crap, I'm sorry, new crop of black directors, uh, Lena Waithe's one of them. Ava DuVernay is another one. Jordan Peele is another one. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, even though she's not a director, we see what she's doing with uh, producing on TV. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some other ones there, but these are kind of the black directors. Oh, Ryan Coogler. How can I forget Ryan Coogler? Um, are the, the this this generation's crop of black directors. And we have this opinion or this um this kind of view in, in the black community of giving back uh, or like what what is it called the crab in a bucket mentality like we, we kind of pull each other back down or whatever um and it was interesting to see her kind of come out so vehemently uh like uh, about this topic and um and it, it it's 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 kind of true when you think about it like yes we don't have many black 
financiers in film. Um, that can be said for a lot of a lot of different reasons. Yes, uh, you know, companies like Netflix, Blumhouse with uh, Jordan Peele um, are, are starting to get more and more. You know what Marvel did with with Black Panther are starting to see the importance of having these films that depict black culture or mainly mainly black cast and um, treating it with a respect. Um, and so her coming out here like it immediately caught my eye and i had a whole different plan for this week's podcast but i didn't really want to kind of cram this into a mind of hay segment i really wanted to kind of get in deep dig a little deeper in this so the whole idea and the thought process behind kind of attacking her own for not financing her own um black film has gone through its up and downs where we went black portation films uh to you know, the I'm going to get you suck like the the black actors and actresses are really starting to be seen at a level of and you've had blips of people who, of course, have like Denzel. Everyone knows Denzel as an actor, Um, but we're, we're really people are starting to respect the culture a little bit more. And um, I can't you can't go without noticing, like when you say this, like Ice Cube, what he did with Cube Vision um, and how he kind of had to self-finance. So to, to kind of attack, I, I use the, the word attack kind of lightly here um, or, or come after uh, this. I, I think that in general, we need to first and continue this stride in this uh, this this current phase of black films where we're really starting to be respected. People are really but what Black Panther did for black film, I think, goes unnoticed because it was a superhero movie, but it was the largest movie of that year, if, if Infinity it, did Infinity War come out that same year, um, if it wasn't for Infinity War, like that would have been the largest comic book movie, period. And so, really, when you when you step back and you process like what she's meaning here, like I I, I kind of look at it as with black film at first, right? Black, let's get black writers and more black directors. Let's get those uh, people. In uh, more prominent positions, and and we're seeing that grow. Um, should we be giving back like that? That's something that I think us all black, uh, all of us black people, kind of struggle with. Is we don't want to look like a sellout. We don't want to be perceived away, but we also, at some point, like, are you happy that you just made it out, and do you forget about it? Like, it's something that I think is so unique to our demographic of people because we do attack our own when we see or, or feel like they don't do enough, enough for us or don't do enough to give back. Um, even with uh, the case of Denzel, um, Denzel, he created a, 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 um, a grant, I believe it was, or it was a scholarship for actors. I think it was people in the film industry. Uh, one of the beneficiaries of that, one of the beneficiaries of that was Chadwick Boseman. Now, again, it wasn't meant that that scholarship wasn't created or crafted specifically for black people, but a black person did benefit from it. And uh, I think he even told a story in which Denzel didn't even realize that Chadwick had been one of the beneficiaries of that scholarship. So um, it's it's <laughs> it's one of those things that I think, like I said, it's so unique just to our demographic of people. And when you when you wh- wh- where does it become the point where. Are we selling out because we don't give back? 
or, or or do we deserve criticism because we don't give back? And even with that, I don't think you can even say Will Smith and Denzel Washington haven't given back to the black community. Now, you can say that they haven't financed black film, but I, I would struggle to say that they haven't given back to the community. And that's when it starts becoming one of those things where you try when is enough not enough. You feel me? Because now because you're critiquing them because they didn't specifically film black, smaller black film projects, but they have given back. So what is that? And I get it. The film industry is needed. Like and Brad Pitt hands hats off to him for what he did with 12 Years a Slave. Hats off for that company. I, I should say not just him specifically for what they did with Moonlight, because those are standout films. Those are great movies. Jordan, like what Blumhouse is doing, we're kind of giving the range to Jordan Peele and letting him tell the stories that he wants to tell. Um, and even Lena Waithe, like as you see her rise, like she is, her and Ava DuVernay are probably like in film, like they're some of the most respected and black women at that. And that's something that we haven't always had. And so, yes, you can easily say more black people should film, should finance black film, but what, what, they're doing other things to give back to the community. So I see, and we've already talked about Jordan Peele and the, 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 the issues that he's come under and uh, with, with dating white women or whatever. And it's just something that you, you really have to just kind of sit back and really, before you throw out names like this, really look at what, what people are doing. Um, I want to know how you guys felt about this whole thing. Like, uh, do you, do you, are, Hey, are you guys even film buffs? Like, like I'm not a film buff, but I really do enjoy filming. You know, is seeing us represented in film better over the last couple of years uh, in film and TV with stuff like She's Gotta Have It? Um, just overall, I, I, I'd like to see on screens, large and small, we're starting to see a better respect paid for the black culture. But do you guys care who's financing that? Do you guys look at that? I can honestly say I don't always do something. I really just kind of look at what what's presented and I, I, I love it for what it does and what it shows like um when they see us like that's just a i didn't even for one think about who financed it because i know who directed it i know that whoever wrote it on that writing staff other than just ava duvernay paid such a respect to that story and so i i don't really critique the financing but i can understand it it's it's again it's that give it back to the community mindset that we always have um and, and again what's what is enough and what isn't enough um, and you know, for, for Lena Waite to say, if she was making a certain amount of money, she would definitely hats off to her. And I, and because I feel like she's definitely going to get there because of the quality of her projects and what she does, she is definitely going to get to that point when she does. And when she starts financing these, um, these movies, I can't wait to see that because I know I would hope that she gives, she becomes that olive branch that she wished people were for her coming up and being a director and getting to this point. So, um, and you know, we saw the, the, the trailer for queen and slim. How do you guys feel about that? I'm really excited for that. It's, it's, it's such, such a beautiful time in black film. And, you know, that's what I wanted to talk about in kind of this segment. Um, it was something that really stood out to me. Let me know how you guys feel about it. We're going to get into the last break for the day. And when we're going to, when we come back, we're going to be talking about self and then we're going to end the show. I'll see you guys right after this.
All right, we are back, and that was one of, well, a sample from one of my favorite songs of all time, but my favorite artist of all time, the one and only Stevie Wonder. Um, no Scoop Grady this week, if you guys can tell. I know I didn't say it at the top of the show, at least I think I didn't. Um, Scoop was, is, listen, Scoop Grady has a uh, live show coming up. Make sure you go, but he'll be back next week. So to end the, the show this week, I really kind of, this is kind of part of what this episode was originally going to be all about. Um, so forgive me if it goes a bit longer. It shouldn't because um, I've kind of cut down on what I wanted to talk about. And in what I'm doing and in what is everything that's coming my way that has been good and positive from, you know, the Berks Media growing like it is and uh, the Awakened Soul and Love, Lust and Badass Soul all getting the notice that, it's been getting in the growth that everything's been getting shout out to the breaks media, by the way, my whole entire team and family over there. Um, but in that I've had to learn, and this is part of what, you know, my relationship with BJ just helps me because that brother, you know, he keeps me leveled. Uh, we're the same, but different, but it's all about protecting yourself and your own mental health. And I think that sometimes that we don't realize that, we are responsible for the energy that that comes to us or the energy that we allow to be around us. And I think that it's easy to kind of point out at the people who may be bringing negative energy to you and blaming it kind of on them. When in reality, a lot of times we are responsible for the energy, not only that we put off, but the energy that we allow in our circle. And so, you know, in, in what, and to kind of link that back to what I said at the beginning is that as Everything that I'm a part of is growing. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for the people that retweet, that support it, that love it. As it continues to grow and gets to the place that, you know, I never, I didn't think it would get at least this fast. You start seeing the people who <laughs> throw, not shade, but they, 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 they see that they think that they're the work that they've put on, put in, you kind of, that we are getting what they deserve because they've been here longer. And that's fine. I completely understand. And I can sit there and, and, and understand that, that point and perspective, but sometimes you just have to stop entertaining the bullshit. You have to stop entertaining the people who would much rather try to knock down your craft and your perfection. Well, not perfection, but your, your craft and your polish and what you do and who will try to knock it down rather than put that effort and energy into their own shit. And that should let you know, that should let you know enough about them. They are more willing to put energy into you because they that you you make them feel uncomfortable. You make them feel inadequate, I guess I should say. That they are more willing to put time into you and in, in, in what you do and then what they are into their own product. And as people, we have to be responsible for what we ignore. Because not everything deserves and needs your attention. Not everything deserves and needs your response. You know, it was something powerful in me sitting there and doing that episode with my father that just sit back and made me realize, like, <laughs> to hear my father say that he was proud of me in that moment on that podcast, there's more positivity for me than any negativity anybody or anything could throw my way. Because that's what I strived for. That's what I personally have lived for. So, like, when when the hard work pays off and everything that you're doing is paying off, you, you kind of have to learn to block others out to protect yourself. 
And so that's something that I'm learning. I don't have to respond to everything. I don't have, even though I see everything, everything doesn't need my response. Everything doesn't need your response. Let the work that you're putting in, let the polish that you're doing, let, let, let your success speak louder than anything else. And know that if someone or something is trying to bring negative energy your way, more than likely it's because you're doing greatness. And I want everyone who listens to this podcast, I want them to, to improve themselves, improve their status in life. And, you know, and, and I'm, I've been really reflective, like between that and then when I was at this, uh, the podcast festival, festival, the Afros and Audio Podcast Festival, there was an executive there who pulled me to the side kind of and, and mentioned, um, I can't remember the direct quote, even though I know I tweeted, tweeted it out. It was, they're going to be people who see what you're doing with the breaks media, what you're doing in podcasting. And rather than realize that you can help pull them out the gutter, they're going to try to pull you back in the gutter. <laughs> and when I say that that alone just sat there, like between everything and how like being in New York and just being reflective of that, being around like-minded, positive people, when you really think, and, and for all the podcasters out there that listen to me as well, like when, when you really think about it, no matter what or who else on Twitter, on Instagram and in, in the street, like when you really think about, even if they talk bad about you or your product, they're a few motherfuckers in the large, like what you should aim at with what you're doing should touch so many people that even if you have a hundred people hating on you, that's a minute portion. And that's where I'm getting with it. And I can't stress enough. Like we as people have to be more responsible and hold ourselves for the energy that we let come around us and affect us. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to, you don't have to give your mind space to that. You don't have to give your time to that. You don't have to give anything really to that when you think about it and uh to kenya um anyone who knows her sees her is one of the best examples of that she is such a array of positivity in this podcasting world that it does like it's it's special it's special she owns everything about herself i love her attitude i love her spirit and so like I, I like in, in, in what I, what we've been crafting with like this company that we're going in, and I'm not even trying to just make it about me or the breaks media. Like, it's just my example. What we've been crafting with this has been killing it. And it's easy for people to sit there and say, Hayes did this. Hayes did this live show. Hayes did this festival. Hayes is presenting here. Hayes got this opportunity, but I didn't have like, none of that is just by my work alone. Even if, even, even if, the people who are inviting me to to present on these panels, to have these discussions, to be a part of whatever, even if all they've heard is the awakened soul, it's still so much and so so many other people who have contributed to what I can do here that I still can't sit there and even in, in being as cocky as what I am sometimes say that it's just laid at the feet of me or what I do because I get so much inspiration from the positive peers in our in our group. Like, like Nicole, for example, like she is like, honestly grinds and I don't even know her personally, but I can honestly say what she does and like her energy is infectious. Hype Williams, Stephanie from the I Said No podcast. Like there are so many positive people in this space. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. And when you like, again, like I'm, I'm taking control over my destiny. I'm taking control over what I allow around me. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that you can talk all that shit you want. 
You can say whatever you whatever you feel. I'm glad that you feel that. But us at the Breaks Media, we are shining and every one of you can do that as well. Um, And so to kind of loop it back (laughs) to loop it back into the main discussion of this is self. It's what are you going to allow? What are you going to do? What are you putting in? And sometimes you have to put in positivity even when you get nothing but negativity back because that just shows what a person you are. It's so easy to get down. There's so many creatives that get and people who get in de- depressive states and 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 whatever or, or worry about somebody said X, Y, Z. Stop worrying about that. The energy that you project around, you have to keep people around you who love you and want to see you win. That's what it's all about. At the end of the day is people is is people you want to see win and people who want to see you win. And you have to get out and support. I talked to the in the minor haste. I mean, getting out the crib. And part of that is me like I will talk about people uh, and what and how how great their shit is all day on on twitter like other podcasters other youtubers whatever but at the end of the day guess what i wasn't going out and supporting them with my with my money or my presence and that's something that's stopping you you got you have to be the energy that you want and so i know i talked about me being depressed a couple of weeks ago on twitter and i talked about it on this podcast due to my brother's death but at the end of the day what terrence if terrence was to see me and what i'm doing now (laughs) like do you not know we would be popping bottles every day we would be celebrating our accomplishments every day and i have i i have that i have my children to live for it's all about self and it's all about self-worth i like stop looking for whatever to add to what you feel about yourself all that shit doesn't matter all the looks will fade eventually for some people, for most people, most of us, some some other people are lucky with great genes, and in their sixties they'll still be looking great. My my ass, I don't I don't know. I don't know how my DNA is going to do honestly, but it's like you have to you have to be responsible for the energy that you put out and the energy that you allow around you, and then also you have to be like you have to be responsible for your karma. Keep your karma clean. People get so caught up in in justifying the actions that they do because they feel like somebody else did something. Guess what? You still have a choice. You still have a choice. And I have been that motherfucker in my life where I will get you back just because I can and still not care. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I have way too much positivity. We have way too much positivity to put out there and too many people that I actually care to see do great to ever to, to even worry about it. Let my success, let my smile, my amazing ass smile. Thank you, by the way, uh, be all the clap back I need for certain motherfuckers. Period. Point blank. As we continue to grow and as the, the 2019 is only halfway over. When I look at what we've accomplished as a unit in 2019 in six months, the Breaks Media just launched six months ago. Think about that. And, you know, I, I was a part of UML and still shout out to them because Poindexter is my brother to the end. There will never, ever be anything you hear me say bad about Poindexter. But what I've accomplished with what we've accomplished, I got to stop. See, that's that's me monitoring myself. That's just honest. I'm still learning this. I'm still not. This is me being completely transparent. I'm still because the breaks media. So many people look at the breaks media is just me. I keep saying I, I, I. And it's not. It's not. I can never take full responsibility for what we've done in the Berks Media. So I apologize. The Berks Media listeners, I want to apologize to you guys for that. But um, what we've accomplished in these six months has been bigger than what what we did with UML in the two years almost that I was there. Um, 
And that's not a, a slight to them because there, there was a lot more that they do. We were able to kind of add things in as we go with the breaks media, whereas they had it all at once. Um, but what we're doing is seeing the growth of people like the team podcast, seeing the growth of justice uh, from extra regular and what she's been able to do with the website, seeing the growth of Dan, who I've already talked about my love for Dan on drugs, but like what Dan has when you see him kind of coming out of his shell, which he's still very guarded, but to come out of it as much as he has been, we're winning. Y'all can hate on the numbers off y'all do. We're winning. That's fine. Um, it's 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 just been an amazing journey already in this six month point. And as I'm getting into a much more reflective area of my life and everything, it's just like, wow, wow. This this little podcast that I started because I really wanted to sit down and talk my shit. Everything and all the relationships and everything that has come of it has been nothing but fucking amazing, to be 100% honest. Um, my relationships with BJ, Avery, AJ, um, it's all been worth it. So when I say when you think about self, taking care of self, again, let's take that back a little bit more. We talked about being responsible for the for the energy, not only that you put out, but you let in. But let's also talk about realizing that you're the motherfucking shit. And that message specifically goes to BJ. Realizing that you are the fucking shit in what you do. And yes, I, that, that I wanted to say that specifically for BJ, but that is for everyone listening truly and honestly in whatever you do. And that's why finding your passions is most important because that that is part of self-care is finding and doing and putting your time into the things that you love. I love being behind this fucking mic and podcast. What well, You know what? Honestly, being behind the mic, you can almost take away. I would love to be the creative director behind someone and just help come up with ideas, edit, <laughs> because I, I ramble and I do all this shit like I'm doing now. But it's all about yourself. And don't be we have to stop and we have to stop vilifying, making sure that you're right. That's another thing is self-care that we want to talk about is making sure that you are in the right place before you can worry about anybody else. We have so many people who worry about what they can give to somebody or what they can give to a relationship or trying to do this and that when really they haven't taken the time to heal from the things that they need to heal from to even be able to give back to somebody else. And it's okay to be selfish when you're trying to improve yourself. It's not okay to be selfish when you're being toxically selfish, but when you are trying to get yourself back right or get yourself in a place to where you can actually give something out, there's nothing at all wrong with them. We have to stop vilifying that. We have to stop being afraid to be the ones to slow down and really take that time out. I listened to a podcast today. Um, and they actually said how it like in this community in podcast community, when you try to reach out to somebody larger that they kind of got knocked down and weren't able to really interact or get the message that they want or they looked down upon or whatnot and whatever we have to, sometimes you have to realize that, um, <laughs> that you have to, you have to give back. Um, but you have to be right to do that. Um, and so to get in a place of being able to give back to anyone or give into a relationship, give into even sometimes your children, you have to slow down sometimes and be selfish and have to get yourself right. Um, so it's all about self this week uh, for listeners of the awakening. So I know I'm dropping late, but whatever you guys do, I want everyone to take a second, not a second. I want everyone to take at least one hour. One hour out of this this week, that's seven days, one hour. And I want you to dedicate it to yourself, whether that means sitting around and scratching your ass, whether that means sitting down and just turning everything off and just sitting the fuck down and thinking, meditating, reading, 
counting shit if that's peaceful to for you do that take care of yourself during the course of this week that's it i'm done i'm off my high horse i can't wait to get to you guys next week um for kind of a full episode Woo! i'm gonna be refreshed going to myrtle beach with the children so when i come back sunday I, it can go either one or two ways. It really could go either one or two ways, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully the family doesn't completely tire my black ass out. Myrtle Beach, here we come, though. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with the song from you guys. Uh, anyone who's been listening for a while, India Kari is my, Carney is one of my favorite soul singers when you just hear her voice and uh, her versatility. So I'm going to leave you guys with the song from her. And I'll see you lovely and beautiful uh, people next week you can follow me at ceo hayes at ceo h-a-i-z-e you can follow the podcast at awaken soul pod and definitely go to the breaks media network.com where you can find this podcast and all the lovely beautiful black ass podcasts that are part of this wonderful ass network i will see you guys next week peace Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.